A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Deliberate healing through your dreams is possible. The more dedication you have to your own growth, the deeper it can go. Join us as Rika courageously shares her story of a major breakthrough in her personal healing. Hi, dreamers. Thank you for learning with us today on DreamSpeak. I'm Rika. And I'm Thomas. And this is the podcast about dreams that teaches you a complete system to help you listen to your dreams and get the guidance they're providing you every day. This is Healing the Past with help from Mary Poppins. Why is Mary Poppins involved? In dreams, anything is possible. Come along on this real adventure in healing. So, Rika, you've got a dream for us today. Yes. As a matter of fact, I was in a neighborhood that I used to live in. I moved there when I was in seventh grade. So I was there through middle and high school. It's a very challenging time for a lot of people. It was for me. And in this neighborhood, I was outside walking and there was a museum, but it was a different sort of museum. When I was walking through this area, you could see there was a lot of glass on the buildings and you could see these gigantic stone heads mostly through the glass. And we had just watched The Hobbit, (laughs) one of our favorites. And it reminded me of the stone dwarf king in the movie that I think we had seen the day before maybe. So I just noticed these stone heads they were very large and I was walking and then I ran into this woman who I was wondering if I knew her or if she had gone to my high school but she was younger than I was and so I was questioning her uh, about who she was and if I knew her but I don't think that I did and then I wanted to fly this object that was kind of like a kite, but kind of not, but it was something that you held onto with a string. But we had just bought a Christmas gift and it was like a toy that I used to enjoy playing with when I was younger, when I was a child. It was one of those little men that had a parachute that you'd throw up and then it would float down. And I always had this fascination with flying and I I loved Mary Poppins and (laughs) I used to try and run with an umbrella and see if I could get up in the air. (laughs) I'm probably not the only one who ever did that. And then I ended up going inside a building and there was some glass that somehow got broken and it was my fault and I was trying to pick it up before anybody would notice. I didn't feel like it was really my fault, but I didn't also didn't want to be blamed for it. So I just picked up this glass. That was just a small part of it. And then I saw this person I know who is a friend of mine, and she was about to lead a class. I don't know what the class was about, but she was going to give a talk. 
in this large room with a lot of people attending. One of the things that made me really eager to share the stream is that it wound up having a really big effect on you. So I'd love to just dive in and start figuring this out. Why don't we start by listing the aspects and the symbols? Okay. There are not many aspects that we need to focus on in the stream. Yeah, not really. There was just me. I was present in the dream. There was that young lady who I was questioning about whether I knew her. And there was my friend who was going to lead a class. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's all it was. And then as far as symbols, we have a ton, but we won't have to interpret all of them, I don't think, to understand the meaning of this dream. But we can just list them. We should list start. So there were the sculptures. There was the museum. There was glass in, in the front of the museum. There was the location, my neighborhood where I lived in middle and high school. There was the kite-like object, the broken glass, mm -hmm. the classroom where my friend was giving a talk. I guess that was it. Okay, great. So why don't we start by talking about the aspects since there's not that many. So I don't know what we're going to be able to make of that woman who is a stranger to you. Did you get any kind of emotional vibration off of the woman? She just seemed to wonder why I was questioning her. Like you were making her uncomfortable or something? Yeah, she just didn't really understand why I was... Like why did it matter to you whether you knew her or not? Mm -hmm. hmm. You know, there's two salient things. One is that she's younger than you meaning that she's an aspect of you that is a little bit more inexperienced in the ways of life than you are, right? Yes. And then the other thing is you were wondering whether she went to your high school. So the high school itself is an important symbol. Yeah. I think the location where it's this really is important. is very important to figuring out this dream. Well, why don't we just go into more depth on that? And that's kind of how we do it, right? We discover these associations and then we follow where they lead. So even though that aspect is what we started off talking about. The important thing here right now is the high school and how deep the associations go for you. So why don't you talk a little bit about the neighborhood that you grew up in and why middle school and high school are important? Well, I moved when I was in seventh grade and it was a very difficult year because I moved a lot when I was a child, almost at least every other year. But at that time, when you're 12 years old, and you want to make friends and you want to fit in. And that was really challenging for me moving to a new school at that time. And I did make friends, but I sort of felt like an outsider. You had trouble putting down roots. And until you finally settled in this place, you hadn't really been able to make any lasting friendships. No, I hadn't. And it was really hurtful. Yeah, that was hard on me. And you started doing some reflecting when we were interpreting this dream that that goes really deep. Yeah. It was a wound. It was. Okay. Just being moved all the time and not being able to develop friendships. And I don't even remember a lot of what happened from the time I was five to the time I was 10 because we just moved so much and I didn't have any sense of stability. Mm, that's great. You didn't have a sense of stability. And I think actually uh, we can return to the aspects in a moment, but I'd like to jump by association straight to the stone sculptures because mm -hmm. there's nothing more stable than stone. It's true. 
Yeah. Nothing more lasting, nothing more stable. Mm-hmm. Well, they were in a museum, and a museum is a long-standing idea that you've had or have held on to. So the sculptures reminded me of the dwarf king in The Hobbit. Because they had huge stone sculptures to their ancestors. Mm-hmm. Their heroes. Like big as a mountain. And the dwarves, they portray them in the movie as being very greedy and very attached to their gold and their wealth. And in The Hobbit, they were trying to get to their wealth that was in the lo- Lonely Mountain, protected by Spong, the, the dragon. And you have somebody in your life who had a huge impact on the spirit in your life who had an issue with money. And guess who that would be? <laughs> My father. And that all plays into my relationship with my father and his attachment to material wealth and greed. And you have different feelings about the place that wealth should take in our lives. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. And so this just highlighted those differences for me. What are your beliefs? Well, I think that Wealth and material things are really just a means to an end or a necessity and something that we need to live. But I just feel that there are things that are a lot more important than materialism. I feel that my spiritual practices, my spiritual life is front and center for me. I don't even know if my father had a spiritual life. His He was driven. He worked until a year before he died. He worked until he was 83. That was his life, was being a successful businessman. And I just don't think that's a great way to live your life. Not that it isn't okay to be successful at what you do. But to ignore your family and have them take second place over your job is kind of a slap in the face. Okay. So now all of that will help us understand what is happening within you. So this is your longstanding idea or belief. Mm -hmm. And we have this contrast between the fact that people can get obsessed with money, striving, and materialism where it's only temporary. Right, They treat it as if it's something important, as if it has some lasting value. Can't take it with you. Right. <laughs> and so here's this giant sculpture. Well, it was giant in the movie, right? That's where the image came from, mm-hmm. your dream. This stone sculpture, which is about trying to make that which is impermanent, permanent. So this connection to a dwarven king allows us to bring in the symbol of a king. And kings in dreams are almost always superconscious aspects. Mm-hmm. And so a superconscious aspect has to do with our current day ideas about divinity. And this king image is about a longstanding idea that you have. And the way that I look at it is that you have gotten stuck with the idea that there is some sort of superiority to the will 
uh, that your father left you with, the way that he thought that things should be and the way that he lived his life. And you know that it's not a healthy model for your happiness, but you still have this graven image that you're struggling with. Yeah, it's really hard to release these longstanding ideas or values or feelings that we've had towards, especially towards our parents. Mm -hmm. In particular towards our parents. Yeah. And as you know, my father died recently and I've been really working through a lot of things having to do with our relationship and moving forward and releasing the things that I need to release and realizing that I don't need to be certain ways. So you have a lot of awareness of this issue, which is why these sculptures were just behind glass rather than inside of a building that you couldn't see through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because glass is about awareness. Mm -hmm. You can see through it. And so it's been a while, but just to take a quick segue back to aspects, we've gone already very deep into symbols and we'll pretty much get the meaning of this dream from the symbols, not from the people. But there's an interesting contrast in your female friend that was giving the talk because she's a part of your consciousness and there's something very positive there. So why don't you talk about your associations with this person? Well, she is a person who I feel has a lot of self-esteem, feels good about herself, has a lot of self-love. And so a classroom situation in a dream is about learning. So I had things to learn from her. Right. Yeah, really well said. And I think something that's very salient is that she was going to be giving a talk, which has to do with your fifth chakra, self-expression, and using your voice. Yes. And that has always been a big issue for me because my voice was suppressed. I wasn't allowed to express my voice, my feelings. Voice or feelings. Yeah. And I used to get a lot of sore throats when I was a kid because I had to hold a lot in. Um, And why was that? Because I was not allowed to feel bad about things. My parents discouraged that. So I just learned that it was safer to keep things in instead of expressing myself. And that's been a problem for really my whole life. It wasn't healthy for you? No. What do you think was taken from you by that active programming that active conditioning that your parents gave you, especially your father, that you can't speak up. You shouldn't express your feelings. You need to keep them to yourself. How did that harm you? Well, it harmed me by me not allowing myself to be vulnerable and expressive and express my needs and my feelings, Mm -hmm. keeping them in. Really well said. Those are such huge concepts. Yeah. Because we all know having healthy self-esteem your needs have to be met Mm -hmm. and you can't easily meet your needs if you can't tell anyone about your needs. No, it's always been a struggle and I have to work hard. And that's what this dream is about, is telling you that you're making progress on that and how to Mm -hmm. make more progress. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. You've got all this awareness, but you still had a limitation, which is why there is a boundary. You know, the sculpture wasn't right there. It was behind this boundary, but you understand what the sculpture means. You have the awareness. Mm -hmm. That's the glass. Yeah. Right? 
And I guess it would be fair to say you don't really want that sculpture, right? You don't want those graven beliefs that you have to be the way that your father tried to get you to be. Right. That was harmful. That was bad. And I don't want to be that way. And it's not like you were worshiping or anything. You know, it was in a museum. Right. Right. It's kind of like you put it off to this container where it doesn't have to dominate your life, but you're still revisiting it. Mm-hmm. And it, right now, I think just like a museum, you're revisiting it to learn something. Yeah. Does that resonate with you? Mm-hmm. And we need to note that that other main aspect in the stream, your friend, she came towards the end of the dream. She did. And as time progresses in a dream narrative, you are developing more understanding of an issue. Mm-hmm. So we kind of go from you gaining awareness of, I still have this belief stuck in me that my father, because he was my father, taught me something of lasting value, which sadly is not really true, to this belief that I need to have healthy self-esteem, that that's right, and that I should express myself, that it's okay for me to talk, just like this person was talking about the things that matter. Mm-hmm. All of that, right? Yeah. So I think a symbol that's really going to unlock the stream the rest of the way is the kite. Yeah. Or whatever it was. It wasn't quite a kite, but something yeah. like that. that could something fly like. mm-hmm. and it was a toy. And so the kite reminded me, like I said, of Mary Poppins and flying. And It sounds like that was a real point of fascination for you when you were a small girl. Yeah. And I did love Mary Poppins. And I think the thing that's salient about that is that she took care of those kids. She provided them with what they needed in so many ways. And probably the most important thing is the nurturing of those children because they didn't have their mother. And I didn't really get that. And that was a big lack in my upbringing because my father was not around that much because he worked overseas. He'd be gone for months at a time. And he was just generally a very unnurturing <laughs> person who is not warm. No, very self-centered and narcissistic and egocentric. And he did not have what I needed. He could not give me what I needed in the way of nurturing. And it was also challenging for my mother because she was raising four children with an absent father a lot of the times. And so I think... She had trouble being nurturing as well. She did. She was stretched too thin. It wasn't fair. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of this dream is about you getting in touch with emotions around how unfair those things were for you. Yeah, because I pretty much suppressed those feelings and those ideas and didn't really want to look at that and realize that that needed to be healed in me. And you're going through a period of real profound growth and a lot of courage. And you have had this dream, I think, because of that, mm-hmm. surfacing the fact that these wounds are still unfortunately present. And that if you take your chance to be free, because there is nobody actively suppressing you, right? There right. are just people around you supporting you. You know, mm-hmm. and me, most of all, yes, supporting you to let these things that you want to express and that are part of who you are deep down, just come forward mm-hmm. and be freely expressed and just natural, like a child playing with a kite. Yeah. 
Right. And even though I feel very supported by you and friends and family, a lot of my family members, I still have difficulty expressing my needs. Mm -hmm. And that's where that stone sculpture symbol is so apt because it's ingrained. Yeah. It's carbon stone. Yes. And we believe in past lives. So you do think that there may be lineage issues, potentially female lineage issues all through the generations of your family too, right? Yeah, I did notice that. Intuitively. Yeah, that this lineage issue needs to be healed. My mother and my grandmother, there were a lot of issues there that I won't go into right now, but it, it goes down the line. Of them maybe not being nurtured in the ways that they needed to be because of the way that life played out for them. Yeah. And how painful that is. Yes. So interesting moment in this dream to me as a passionate dream interpreter is this is going to be an example of how a very small symbol can really help to unlock a dream, which is I think we figured out why there was broken glass. And part of the reason we were able to figure that out is because your emotional response was a bit confused, feeling confused and feeling like you weren't sure whether you should really accept blame or how big of a deal it was that this got broken and all of that. What we realized was that we actually interpreted a pretty important dream for me, which had some charged material in it that was upsetting for you which is not uncommon as we've touched on in dream speak, interpreting with your spouse is something that takes a lot of grace and tact and courage and courage <laughs> from your partner's spouse, but it's super rich and it can really bond you together because it's a mutual display of trust to understand when issues connected to your spouse or your marriage come up in dreams. It's not about them, but it is deep. It can be deep. And so there's just a lot you have to navigate there. And what it was, was you handled that interpretation beautifully, I thought, from an emotional standpoint. But the subtlety was you were emotionally touched by it in a way that made you feel vulnerable and uncomfortable, but you really didn't want to tell me in the moment. Yeah, I suppressed that. Right. I don't even know if I was aware of it. And you weren't. And that's what <laughs> the beauty of dreams is. You told me afterwards that you were not aware of it. But we can see in that small accident of the broken glass, you're like, did I even do this? Right? That's that sense of, I'm not even sure if this happened, but it's because it's a clue about how suppressed these things are. It did happen. Yeah. And it troubled you. Mm -hmm. And what you wanted was to feel safe being vulnerable. Yeah. And you are. Mm -hmm. You are safe being vulnerable. And I think that's a key to the stream is realizing that it's okay to be vulnerable and to express myself and last night when we were talking about the dream i was allowing myself to be very vulnerable and the mary poppins thing was a huge floodgate for you which was absolutely wonderful and it was a floodgate and you experienced the healing last night because of this dream yeah there were a lot of tears shed why because i just had so much that was suppressed for so long that I needed to come out and be expressed. And so I just let it keep coming and it was intense. And I thought it was very brave. It is brave. 
and you were there to support me, which was wonderful. It's an honor. And made me feel safe to be able to express myself. And We are safe with each other. Yes. I feel just as safe with you because you keep me safe. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very healing for me. I really think it was a literal healing. Yeah. And that means a lot, right? Because you needed that. I did. It felt like there was years of material. Yeah. And it was a lot of sorrow, I felt. Yeah. Did you experience any joy in that? Or was it more just like there was a lot of pain from having to shove so much stuff, especially sorrowful stuff, for so many years? No, I didn't really feel a lot of joy, I would say. It was more pain. just a lot of pain and grief. But it really felt like old pain. It wasn't yeah. like from last day, you know? No, it, it's, it came from back as far as that time in middle and high school. Mm -hmm. Which is where the stream came from, I feel. Yeah. Which is interesting because it happened before the healing. Yeah. It's like you were already kind of working yourself up to this healing, I think. Yeah. And I'd just been carrying this for a long time. So it needed to come to the surface. And I'm grateful that I had a dream where it can. And sometimes we have these dreams that we don't even really realize how deep they go until we start to get into them and it brings stuff up a lot of stuff i think that's incredible yeah and just like many of our listeners who have really deep personal experiences and really deep interior lives who don't have a lot of context in their life to be able to share those things mm -hmm. those subtle things they're heroic just like you were very heroic last night they matter. They do. They matter to the people around you. You can show up in a healthier, more positive, more supportive way. And it matters just to that person. We all deserve to be valued and to take good care of ourselves. Like that friend that showed up as a symbol late in the stream, as an aspect. We all deserve to feel that way about ourselves. But we have to be taken care of and take care of ourselves in order to achieve that. Mm -hmm. So I think you took a big step forward for yourself. Yeah. I still feel... There's more. I feel a lot today, and it hasn't been that easy of a day because it's still very fresh. Doesn't it feel a little bit like a spiritual hangover? Yeah. Maybe you should tell our listeners a little bit about what we mean by that phrase. A spiritual hangover is like when you have done a lot of work on yourself, a lot of deep work, and integration takes time and it doesn't just happen immediately so that's kind of what it's like yeah and it doesn't always feel good a lot of times it doesn't feel so good for me it feels a bit like when i have a spiritual hangover that i'm just out of sorts mm -hmm. i just don't feel myself yeah because i had mistaken ideas about myself yeah and now they're gone and right. now what what fills in that empty space that i created through my growth work yeah we have to be willing to allow ourselves to grow and change, and that's a good thing, but it's not easy. So, Rika, how did this dream come about in the first place? Well, one of the tools that we frequently use is to incubate a dream, which is when we ask to have a dream or we have a question and so before we go to bed or sometime during the day we may ask for a dream about a specific issue and 
for this dream, I had actually asked for some healing because I had a physical issue that was going on for the past few weeks with my body. And my belief about physical issues is that they're often a manifestation of what's going on in our other layers of ourselves. And so I had asked for healing, and I believe that that's what I received from this dream. Yeah, I witnessed it. <laughs> I feel the same way, and you received a big healing. Uh -huh. So it worked beautifully. Yeah, it did. After getting through this really important dream, we wanted to talk about how helpful it can be to follow the breadcrumbs that you find as you work with a symbol. So we had a couple of symbols in this dream that had strong emotional charge. That's usually a big clue that they may be central to the meaning of a dream. And the first one that comes to mind was the big stone carbon sculptures in the museum. Mm -hmm. It's weird because it didn't have like a strong overt emotional significance, but it just had an energy to it, didn't it? Yeah, and it was big and old and we just had to follow that to figure out what it meant. That it was related to your father. Right. And the way that you'd been raised and unfortunately not the good things about the way that your childhood was. Right. It was this idea that it was behind glass, which is a symbol of awareness, being able to see like a window. Mm -hmm. But there's also the concept of like a wall, which is a limitation, any kind of a boundary. And so the way I see that is you're still getting comfortable with the idea that you can change this. You don't just have to be aware of this. You don't need to really have further involvement with that way of thinking. Yeah. And I didn't go inside. Mm -hmm. No. And you didn't really, like we talked about before, I was being facetious, but you didn't worship it, right? Like there's no way in which you were performing any kind of ritual or venerating this thing. Right. It's just there. And it just showed me because it was in my old neighborhood that it was related to this time period in my life. And that's where we really started to be able to pull out deep, charged emotional material mm -hmm. because of all those memories of that time in your life. Right. Which was a difficult time. Mm -hmm. There was friendlessness. There was puberty. There were all of these very intense things that young people can go through and you were lacking a key form of support. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to get all of that with those clues, with that neighborhood symbol and with that museum sculpture symbol. Right. And then when we go later in the dream and we're looking at the toy kite or however you want to describe it, mm -hmm. on the apparent level, it, even in a dream, as if it's not hard enough to just figure out dream symbols on their own, there was more encoded in that symbol than what was immediately apparent. Yeah. Mary Poppins wasn't anywhere in my dream. No. Nope. <laughs> but- it brought back memories. Yeah. Emotional memories. Right. It led me to that and to figuring out ultimately what the dream meant. Mm -hmm. But we had to follow that thread. So we just wanted to hone in on that example because one of the things that has been a magical key for us to really fully unlocking the meaning of our dreams is following those emotional threads, the threads that you were describing. When I'm looking for them in a symbol... I might start off with that symbol saying, hey, there's more here. And it might come to me in the form of memories. But the reason those memories are locked up with that symbol usually has to do with the emotional impression that those experiences made on me. And so then I'm in my emotional level of understanding. So if you can really feel along with your dreams, 
feel your way through them, mm-hmm. feel your way through the symbols and the aspects for that matter, right? Feel the energy of the people. Like the energy of your friend was a really good energy. Yeah. Yeah. But the kite thing, I really had to sort of dig for that. What? Why was that in my dream? What did that mean? And it, then it brought me to that feeling of freedom, of flying a kite, and then Mary Poppins and being able to fly. And so if he were just taking the symbol for what it is, as its universal meaning, it wouldn't have brought me to the meaning of the dream. Wonderful. And so just to recap and kind of bring it all together, our approach at DreamSpeak is that when you're interpreting a symbol, you need to understand the universal meaning that can be found in a good dream dictionary. So get yourself one of those. And we have a few to recommend. So feel free to ask in the comments. But you must couple that with the personal meaning. Every symbol works like that. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to carry both of those things with each symbol and carry that through your interpretation. In this case, I'd say it seems like the personal meaning was much more important than the universal meaning. It was. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us today. And we hope that you'll learn with us on the next episode. You can find this podcast on all popular streaming services. Email us a dream today at contact at dreamspeak.us. Check out our YouTube channel for a free introductory dream course. Connect with DreamSpeak for even more learning. Our socials are in the description. Our theme music was composed by me, Ricka. This podcast does not constitute medical advice. If you have concerns about your well-being, talk to your doctor or a mental health professional.